All right, welcome back to the Sports Couch Podcast. Uh, this is season two now, episode one. We took a little hiatus for a little while, but I'm Chris. Matt. Nick. That's good enough. A little, a little <laughs> space in between, but a little rusty, but we're doing this one take today. We're not messing around. <laughs> trying to watch some football later. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Who's yeah, ready for some a little football? hiatus. Took a little hiatus, a uh, little vacation time. Little, uh, we had to spend some time with the significant others a little more. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, I don't know what Matt was doing, but I know what Nick, Nick and was I, doing. Nick and <laughs> I took a little trip out west, see our sister perform. Uh, Actually, me and Nick did a little day trip, too. We went to the yeah. water park for a day and hung out, had some fun. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get right into this now. We're, we're back. There was a lot of, lot of movement, NBA. Nick's finally got my boy Kemba Walker. He's back at the Garden where he made that crazy run in 2011. But, um, yeah, the Kemba, the com- Kemba comes stuff. home. Welcome back to football. <laughs> Kemba Jets, comes Jets home. Are- the, Jets, the Jets are going to suck. Uh, no, Jet, and- Jets are going to be good, man. I'm glad this is in recording so we can play this back. That's going to be good, man. We know, we know my predictions on the show go a little better than yours, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get see. right into these questions. I don't <laughs> maybe season two will be a little different for Matt. Hopefully he's been doing some research. But all right, these questions, the six questions for the season two opener this season. Um, number one, are the changes to the Big Twelve good for the conference's future? Number two, what are your Super Bowl predictions? Number three, who has the biggest NBA offseason edition? Number four, who do you think is set up for the most success out of the rookie NFL QBs? Number five, who is your pick to have a breakout season this year in the NFL? And number six, which has the higher value in the QB position, um, higher completion rating, or more touchdowns? So we're going to get right into this. I'm going to pick what's what's going on first since I am the defending champion and I will be bringing that up pretty much every week for this season. <laughs> so you guys got to hear about it. Um, but it was close. I think it what was, it was like seven. I only won by one, right? It was like seven, six, four, something like that last season. I don't know if you know the exact standings, but maybe Matt that will sounds, get a few more wins that, this year. That sounds about right. It was seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Uh, uh, no, we're missing. We're missing because uh, that was episode 18. So it was 7. It might have been 8, 7, 4. Or 8, 7, 3. 8, 7, 3. 8, 7, 3. That's probably what it was, that right, Nick? The standings? That sounds, sounds right. right. You, should, sounds you, should, right. You, should, you should have just taken the fourth win, man. I would it made it sound yeah, really I, was, I, I could but, uh, yeah. But new season, we're all starting fresh. New season, new Yeah, goals. exactly. So the talk of last season, you know, getting a little old. Hey. Uh, all right, so Chris, why don't you decide gonna who's going to be on the couch and what question? All right, but this is the, this is the first episode. I'm trying to you, – but you, you guys probably already know what I'm going to do first. Obviously, I'm putting you guys on the couch because why wouldn't it be nice to start that way? I think I'm going to put you Always guys on the couch. I'm going to let you guys talk about the Big 12. Are the changes for the Big 12 good for the conference's future? Because I'm not a Big 12 guy, so I feel like it'd be better for you guys to talk about it more. Because you guys actually have – you guys actually root for the Big 12. All so, right, who's uh, 
Who's on the couch, Chris? Or uh, who's on the couch first? You guys. You know what, Matt? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start this season off, man. Since you're usually the, you get you get uh, punched around a little bit. <laughs> Maybe you get a win to start off the season. All right. Uh, but okay, so. So we're gonna start here. We're gonna get your minutes gonna start. Are you are you good? Are you ready to go? I'm good. I want to make sure before I start. All right. So your minutes gonna start now. Go. You know, um, I'm interested to hear what Nick thinks about this, but uh, I think it's pretty good for for the Big 12. You know, we were out in Utah, and um, we experienced the absolute love for BYU and the fact that basically, sort of like West Virginia, the state of Utah, their team is BYU. Um, just like West Virginia, their team is the Mountaineers. There's a huge following there, uh, not to mention that Cincinnati has been kind of wanting to get into the Big 12 for a while. Huge following there. I think from a fan standpoint, just by those two alone, Cincinnati and BYU, you're really gaining teams that have a die-hard fan base. So I think if aside from maybe Nick will get into a little bit more about the um, – repercussions you know what this means in, in terms of the football uh really in, in the league but in terms of the fan base and the kind of people you're going to be bringing in to root for the big 12 i think it's a huge plus you've added a lot of fans with this move i agree i didn't i didn't even think about that as from like a, a outside like fan standpoint like the teams they added have good fan bases I, yeah I didn't huge think about fan that, bases huge i know being at the Having having experience going, seeing the West Virginia from the out from the outside, not being a fan, it was cool to see them like at the game. They're like yelling the whole game, getting getting crazy. The let's go Mountaineers thing. We saw some uh, Zach Wilson jerseys in Utah, Chris. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Who, who is Zach Wilson anyway? Um, but no, but, but, um, yeah. <laughs> It's mac and cheese. He, season, he did, man. He did kind of come out of nowhere, but he's 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 gonna be good. Yeah, I know. No, I know. But um, but all right, we're gonna let I'll let Nick go on about this. Uh if Nick has more like besides the fans, maybe he has something better he can get into, like not better, but like different you get into here. Um so Nick, your minute's gonna start now. All right, thanks. Yeah, I think it is great for the fans. I would agree with that. I think that you know, seeing that what's tough is seeing Oklahoma and Texas leave and you think, okay, well, you know, is that going to hurt their chances of, of being potentially in bowl consideration being potentially in the playoff consideration? Yes, maybe, but you got to think also there were these teams that, I mean, there's still teams um, before Oklahoma came that out of the new big 12 that really had a shot to potentially, you know, win a national title. You had 2010 West Virginia, you, you had, um, uh, UCF one year. So you get these teams now coming in, you lose Oklahoma and Texas. That makes it more competitive because those Oklahoma particularly was always was one, like the last, you know, 13 of the last, like 17 years, the, the big 12 title. So now you have a bunch of different teams. It's going to be more competitive. And I think for basketball and football, it elevates these programs and allows for greater competition within the big 12. So maybe not as much uh playoff, uh, potential but i think it has potential for every every team to maybe be able to win uh, a title I, th I think nick's just looking at this as a standpoint like wow west virginia actually has a shot to win the big 12 now yeah there's <laughs> a lot of other teams it's true i mean yeah, yeah I know, but 
they don't get nearly the same recruits as Texas and Oklahoma. It's just not even on the same level. So why it's it doesn't make sense for them to be in the same conference. Texas just didn't Texas just lose yesterday. Well, Texas always sucks, but they still get all the best recruits. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think I, I think I'm going to be a Bama fan this season. Just to <laughs> roll tide, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I like that. I like that. It, you do have a point that it's not necessarily like it's not necessary that it's like that the teams are better now, but for the teams that are in it it's going to be more competitive because they're more on the same playing level now instead of mm-hmm. having like Oklahoma, who's always like a top five team. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. That makes, does make sense. So Matt, if you've got something you want to get into in your 30 second rebuttal, I'll let you start now. Yeah. I think um, on top of what Nick uh, going off of what Nick was just saying, I also think it elevates the teams that have been in the big 12 West Virginia being one of them. And especially with this pursuit to expand the college playoff, I think that having conferences where it seems the playing field is a little bit more equal, uh, it's going to give teams like West Virginia, you know, possibly even teams like a Cincinnati to kind of elevate their ability to, you know, win a, a conference championship or even be in the college football playoff. And I think that it's about time these changes happen. And um, I think the way the Big 12 looks, it's a more even playing field and it's going to be exciting for Big 12 fans um, and just the conference as a whole. The only thing I have to say about that is that if they do get into the playoff, what's going to happen when they run into like the Alabamas, the Ohio States, like Clemson's and they all can those compete. teams? They can well, compete with them. They competed yeah, like, with, with, with Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, they, they, they can compete. If we're talking West Virginia. I, I just, well, I, well, I mean, that's one team. I don't, I don't, it's not like uh, all these other teams are like no. You're always going to have lower tier teams in a conference, always. You're always going to have teams that are not, you know, and and I have to say West Virginia was a little below the Oklahoma or the Texas based on the recruits. But now I think they've elevated now better recruits in terms of the conference are going to be going to a West Virginia over a, you know, Baylor for football. You know, I I just think it's good for West Virginia, but. All right, Nick. So I'll let you get into your 30 seconds. Yeah. To answer your, your, your question, Chris, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, you have these teams that, I mean, the argument is, oh, it's all about the playoff now. Are they going to be able to get in the playoff? Well, you had Texas – so you had West Virginia, um, like I said, uh, in 2007, TCU 2010 and 2014, UCF 2017. These teams all didn't play Oklahoma or Texas, and they still had a chance to, to be in the playoff. They were right on the edge. So it can happen. And irregardless, I just think it's better for the conference, for the other teams. Um, I think it's going to allow for – really competitive conference and they'll have one or two teams every year that'll be in the conversation for the bowls. And they'll wonder, and I think this really makes the basketball conference even better as well. Cause Cincinnati's got some good history. UCF is getting better. Uh, and Houston was really good last year. Um, so I like Cincinnati's right. got some history. Cincinnati's got some history of losing the UConn. And, and we I know like Houston that. has and history, Nick. My, my final point I have to say is, now it's actually the big 12. There are 12 teams in the league. Yes. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Well, yeah, UConn's sense. supposed to join them, but their football team is trash. That's what's going to keep but, UConn but, out but of these bigger conferences. Nick, uh, Houston has some uh, history by slamming, right? Let's hear it. Yeah, Houston's a great basketball program, yeah. by slamming JAMA. Uh, they also are really come up and coming. Um, it, you know, uh, football, I don't like their old coach, Dana Holgerson, the old West Virginia coach, but – It'll be nice to see him uh, 
playing West Virginia again. That'll be cool. Um, and uh, another Texas school, which, which I think makes sense for the fan base in the Big 12. When I was living in Texas, a lot of Big 12 fans. And you also look, Chris, I mean, yeah, TCU has had good years. Texas Tech with Mahomes has, good, has had good years. So these teams can really compete. Iowa State's been good pretty, pretty recently as well. So, um, you know, no, I, I like the Iowa, trajectory. Iowa State go like 0-10 last year. <laughs> in basketball, they were pretty oh, bad. Was that basketball? Yeah, that was basketball. All right, we got to move on here. Long 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, I let, him, I let him go a little longer because he answered, he answered my question first. But um, yeah, so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my my catchphrase here. Well, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. I gotta pick a winner. <laughs> uh, gotta get Chris a T-shirt. It's tough. <laughs> tough. We got them for sale in the in the pro shop right now. Yeah, for the, <laughs> pro shop is. Uh, I will, I will say, and we didn't we didn't talk about. Oh, I'll wait till you make your decision. Go ahead. But I think I love I love both of your points. Honestly, I love that. Matt brought up the fans. I love that Nick brought up the competitive standpoint from the playing wise. So it's it, it's really tough because Matt really hit me with something I wasn't even thinking about. Like with the oh, all these teams have great fan bases, but I think I have to go. I have to go with Nick here because he really went in and talked about how these other teams have been competitive in the past, and I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about of how they're going to compete against the Bamas of the world. But it really, I mean. It mattered winning the Big 12 honestly comes before even that you gotta win the Big 12 to get into it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta have a good season. And it's it's tough. Not everybody gets into the um obviously not everybody gets into the playoffs, but there's all these other bowl games and stuff like that, that they can get into off of winning the Big 12. And not only that, but this is a good future you know, for the future of the next 10 years, because we all know the playoff is gonna expand. We all know it. It's just yeah. a matter of when. So it to, it's going to be way more money. That'll we could talk about that one week too. How we so now you're building your expand. conference, you're building your program, you know, the programs in the conference, and you're building them up. And so when it expands a little bit, maybe you, you get in the playoff contention a little bit more. But regardless, yeah. your teams are putting on good performances and they're in good bowl games. Everybody's happy. I I, I think yeah, I th- the I amount think of times Oklahoma like it, it might give our, these lower tier teams. Yeah. It might give these lower tier teams a chance to get in, a chance, into something. A chance now. for bowl games too for them because West Virginia has like yeah. teams like West Virginia, teams like Texas Tech. They have their you know sights set on being in the college football playoff contention. But I think overall, I think it just elevates the conference and the teams. And that Baylor here. too. I, we're yeah. not talking about Baylor. That's a legit program as well. There's a lot of legit, especially programs. for yeah. I mean, Baylor for basketball. They just won a national championship. Huh. Uh. But all right, well, well, um, the, the that was the first time the Big Twelve actually did anything in the NCAA tournament in, in my memory. <laughs> that was pretty exciting uh, for Big Twelve right, fans. A lot, of, a lot of one and right, twelve Big Twelves. Nick, well, um, we got to move on. We we went on this topic a little far, so Nick, you got to pick what's going on next. Bring back the Big first East. One Nick? of the second season. <laughs> Yo, I missed the old Big East basketball. <laughs> was awesome. When we had when it was like Georgetown, but like 10 West years Virginia, ago, East, Syracuse. No, I wish Which has the I higher value they, uh, in the QB position, higher completion rating or more touchdowns. What do you think? So basically what this question is saying is, you know, what what, what makes you a better quarterback if you're a little bit better with the comp- 
completion percentage or or you score more points. And I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Chris go on the couch for this one first. Um, Who are you gonna go against? Who's going against me? I'm not doing it. Matt, Matt's going against you. <laughs> uh, let him have his question. And uh, Chris, whenever you're ready, go ahead and get started. You know, this is a good question for me because I watched the best quarterback ever play for for a couple decades. Um, but but we'll uh, but um, yeah, I think um, honestly. It's, it's an interesting topic because both of them are pretty important. But I think if you go down to the end of the day, I think completion percentage is more important because obviously if, if your completion percentage is up, you're probably not throwing interceptions. You know what I'm saying? you got to keep the the um, interceptions down. And running backs could score the touchdowns. Like let's say you drive down the field, 80% passing because you're like throwing these little short passes going down the field. Your running back scores a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So it's not – as we've seen in the, with the Russell Wilson situation at the end of the Super Bowl, it's not always the best to throw it when you get that close to the end zone. So if you've got the high completion percentage, you're marching down the field pretty much the whole game, and you're, and you're, sco- you're still scoring the ball. You're, but that's, that's in the blur, Nick. But, um, but um, the, the completion percentage is definitely better like, to have a higher rate because you're, you can score touchdowns in different ways. As you saw, like – even last year, like if Cam Newton's completion percentage was a little higher, that the fact that he only had eight touchdown passes wouldn't have mattered because he could have been running running for touchdowns. All That's right. What I'm say. You can still score, but you can't right. you're not gonna score points if your completion percentage is low. Like let's say you're let's say you have a 45 completion percentage. All right, you're out of time. You're out of time. 35 touchdowns. Matt, what are your thoughts I here? Uh, I will say that looking at a uh, I do like what say the um if you could have both the Jets and, and the Patriots are doing with their rookie quarterbacks, the Patriots with good tight ends, uh, and the, the Jets with good, you know, short range slot receivers that they have, something that can very quickly bail out the quarterback, quick dink and dunk down the field, but build build their confidence because I think that's imperative, especially with a young quarterback. What are your thoughts, Matt, on the importance of scoring touchdowns with a quarterback versus completion percentage? What's more important? You know, uh, as as Chris would say, it's tough. You look at, com- you know, you look at completion percentage and you look at like, you know, last three seasons before 2020, um, 2017, 18 and 19, Drew Brees um, in 2017 was 72% and then 74% respectively in 19, 18 and 19. And that led the league. You know, they didn't get get to the Super Bowl and they obviously not getting there. They didn't win. Um, and then, you know, you look at, touchdowns and um you know you look at Aaron Rodgers uh Brady Russell Wilson really kind of leading the way and those names other than Brady last year um in 2020 when he had 40 TDs and won the Super Bowl you don't see those names popping up in Super Bowl so it's tough which do we pick but if I had to pick based on those stats I think I would pick the completion percentage um and that's because you know Drew Brees is always getting his team or was getting his team in the position to score and whether or not he was throwing a touchdown or setting his team up. I think we're going to see a lot more of that check down um, passing heavy game. And you look at the last game with, uh, you know, uh, bucks versus um, the Cowboys. It was a lot of passing. It was, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott had like 60 times, 60 times. Um, So, so I, I think that if you have a higher completion percentage, 
um, more than uh, slinging it and getting touchdowns. You know, Lamar Jackson, you could have four touchdowns in a game and still right, lose the game. So I just think that, yeah, the percentage is more important here because it sets up your team to score. It's tough. But, uh, you know, you guys have your rebuttal here, Chris, in a second. What – um. Yo, quick, 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 quick thought before we start. Guess who has the highest completion percentage in NFL history? Ooh, Probably Brady. Brady. Deshaun Watson. Well, it's what only is by it, like seventy six, and then and then it's sixty sixty seven point eight, and Breeze is sixty seven point seven. But Breeze threw six or uh, nine thousand more pass attempts. But, but him, I'm so finding that Breeze had in the seventies percentage in seventeen through nineteen. Not for his career. Sources. No, the, yeah. Um, oh, I'm oh, 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 I'm sorry. For career. I'm yes, I was career. looking at a single season. Yeah, okay. I was looking at single season. Sorry about that. But, all right. So, Nick, let me know when I can go. Unless you had something. My fault if I cut you off, Nick. I, no, just, I just got wanted to get, get that go. thought out. All right. So, start my 30 seconds now. Yeah. All right. Um, 25. It's not because it's pretty. It's pretty close. The top twenty-five is separated by five percent. You know what I'm saying? The completion percentage. But all the all the quarterbacks that you think about that are that win Super Bowls: um, Brady, Montana, uh, Rogers, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes. Um, who else? They're all they're all in there. Peyton Manning's in there. All the all the top quarterbacks you think about all time completion percentage they're all up there like the winning ones so i think it does mean more like obviously if like i said before if you get both of them together you're set but i had to pick one i'd be more concerned about the completion percentage all right matt your thoughts follow up yeah i mean i know we're kind of agreeing here um but i definitely think that uh it's it's the completion percentage over touchdowns you know you could have someone like um you know lamar jackson just go off and, you know, have a phenomenal year throwing a bunch of touchdown passes. And not to say it doesn't, you know, have any, you don't have anything to show for it. You get an MVP out of it. But um, I think overall uh, the value, if I was looking at it, drafting a quarterback, I, I would want somebody who completed passes more than somebody who threw uh, a crazy amount of touchdowns because at the end of the day, it's a game of inches. And the closer you can get to the goal line, you're going to win. So uh, you look at, like Chris was saying, you look at all the top, you know, 10 quarterbacks, he was just mentioning guys. We remember hall of famers winners. It's the completion percentage. And then you have people like Brady and breeze who are not only on that list, but they're on touchdown list. So we can't argue that both of them are important, but if I had to pick one, it would be the completion. Yeah. You know, his number, you know, his number six all, all time. Right. One, of, one of Nick's boys, Chad Pennington. <laughs> really? That's surprising. Yeah. That's so, I mean, surprising. He good. He just kept getting hurt. Yeah, That's I would very surprising. I would, I would not have guessed that. Good, uh, no, it's because he he was you know dinking dunking down the field. He was short, very good at short passes, but he wasn't good at scoring a whole lot of points. He wasn't good at Brady's number driving the ball down the field, and so because of that, I think that you know there should be a little bit more on this Brady's TD passes that you Brady's, guys are. Um, Brady's twenty, but uh, I think it's important both. Uh, both brought up some pretty good points. Um, I am afraid, Matt, that because Chris was on the couch first, it's going to have to go to him simply because he did have the ability to say it a little bit prior to you. 
So that's the beauty of being on the couch first. Luck of the draw. Uh, so Chris gets this one pretty close one, almost but, given time. But, you, you want to hear another? Um, but I would agree stat. with both of you. But I think they're, they're both pretty important. And I like the stats that Chris brought up as well, uh, naming those Mitch very Trubisky, good players. Mitch Trubisky and Brady have the same completion percentage all the time. <laughs> it's hard because one year another, Brady's, one year another Brady's, Brady's throwing way more passes. It's hard when you look at what I mentioned with Breeze. You know, Breeze, those three years, led the league in percentage, but they didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. So you say, do I really value it? But but, but I guess the the conversation is setting your team up to win. And I think a completion percentage does that more than touchdowns. You got to remember that – the way Breeze lost in the playoffs a couple times. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was was thinking that. (laughs) Um, But what was I going to say? Want to hear another ridiculous stat? Brady is 15 pa- touchdown passes away from 600, and he's 500, and he's 400 yards away from 80,000. Wow, pretty <laughs> impressive. All right, let's go. Let's move on here to the next question. Like, like I, I want. I just want to throw one more. Cre- he's got 50 more passing touchdowns than Peyton Manning, and he's got almost 10,000 more yards. Unbelievable. And Peyton Man and Peyton Manning led those like two years ago. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? All right, let's uh let's move on here from the Brady love and uh well, I'm just reading these crazy no, I know, I know. stats. So All right, let's forward. go here. Let's uh, next question, Chris. All right. So Matt gonna be on the one, couch again. Just a freaking couch mule. No, I'm gonna go, you know what? I'm gonna throw you a little curveball. I'm going to go with who do you think is set up for the most success out of the rookie quarterbacks? And I'm going to put myself and Nick on the couch and I'm going to go first. There you go, Matt. That was for you. All right. Um, and your minute starts. <laughs> See, Matt, 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 Matt is, Matt is in shock right now. He can't even believe it. Why am I in shock? <laughs> Cause you were just expecting that I was going to put you on the couch again. <laughs> all right well uh he doesn't even, Chris, he doesn't even have his time think, already because he was expected to be on the couch who do you think day. is who do you think is set up for the most success out of the rookie qbs chris your minute starts now obviously you know i think out of organization wise i think that i think that mac jones is set up for success and i think that trey lance is set up for success out of the rookie quarterbacks i like obviously i think um like I think I think Trevor Lawrence is good. I think Zach Wilson looked pretty good in the preseason. But I'm just going off of organization wise, from like the um, over, like all time, I think that the the Niners and the Patriots are two of the top organizations all time. I think that there's more structure. You know what I'm saying? Because like the Jags and the Jets obviously have the one and two picks for a reason. There's a lot more to to deal with there and I think that um I, I'm not saying that they're the most talented ones I think obviously Trevor Lawrence is the most talented because he went overall like first overall but the question is who is set up for the most success and obviously I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one I'm gonna go with Mac Jones because I think he's set up with the tight ends I think the defense is there he's got Belichick in his corner he's got Josh McDaniels I just think it's all right, he set Chris. up for the most success out of rookie quarterback. You know, I, I um, it's definitely some 
some good points, you know, really shining light on which you can't deny uh, the success of the Patriots franchise, you know, uh, especially in the last 15 years. Um, but, you know, Nick, do you, do you want to uh, bring up another quarterback that you think might be set up for success outside of just uh, organizational um, prowess and maybe more individual um, skill bringing to a franchise that kind of is in a bad spot um, and got a higher pick because Chris was kind of shining light on organizations having but, that tenure of doing well and, do, and any, but think about, any look at, look at, um, look at Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson went four and 12 last year because the organization was in shambles. So Nick, any, uh, any quarterbacks that come to mind here um, who set up for, for success this year and your minute can start now. I think it's important to think about, to Chris's point, the organization and how well they've been able to nurture and, and set other players up for success, not just quarterbacks and the success of their organization. But I think people get caught up in that a little bit, um, you know, just like, the, you know, the Jets, new team, new coaching staff, you know, and people all owe oh, the same old Jets. But, you know, I think that they did a lot to set up their rookie quarterback with the offensive line and the receivers they brought in. But really the player I'm, or the team I'm thinking about, which hasn't had a whole lot of success recently, is the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, love the, the pick with uh, Justin Fields. They've invested in their offensive line. They've brought in uh, Tevin Jenkins in the, in the late first round or early second round. Um, so that's still a question mark, but you got one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Okay. You have a quarterback that has the ability to move in the pocket. You have a top 10 running back who had over 1,500 all-purpose yards and double-digit touchdowns last year. Take a little bit of pressure off him. You get, he had 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns, Who, David. Who's the, who's the wide receiver? I don't mean it. You Allen Robinson the is, the most, is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He's done it with random quarterbacks, and he's had, you know, 90-something catches and 1,500 yards every single year in his career. So I don't know how you can't say the guy's a, not a top 10 receiver in the league. So you have a top 10 option for him, um, and I think that they have a fantastic defense, and people – don't think about how important that is with a rookie quarterback because you don't want a rookie quarterback throwing the ball 40 times a game, trying to come back right, and Nick. making stupid decisions. All right, Nick. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, yeah, bringing up um, sort of a, a statistical side of things outside of uh, focusing on the organization. Chris, um, do you have any more points about uh, the, the, the Patriots and what they do to help rookie quarterbacks? Or if you have any other points to bring up? I, th I think they're, I think that, I think they're setting him up for success because he's got such a – he had such a high completion percentage in college. He didn't really turn the ball over. And I think the Pats are going to use that ground and pound method with Damian Harris. They got Stevenson in the draft who looked pretty good in the preseason. They still have James White who you could dump the ball off to. And I just think they're set up they, – they invested in the O-line. They brought Brown back from the from the Raiders. They um, And obviously their defense was a top-10 defense last year, and they made improvements on that side too by bringing in – by bringing in Judon from the Ravens and the other pieces they right, brought Chris. in the offseason, bringing Kyle Van Noy back. I just think it's, I just think it's set up where for success right now, this season, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe All not right. Super Bowl contention, but they're going to fight in the division, maybe for a wild card or win the division. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. All right, uh, Nick, your 30 seconds here, Chris kind of um, exemplifying again, the, the, the kind of success now win now moment um, and the, the setup is ready uh, right now. Um, so uh, any other points you want to bring up for any, you know, types of success, um, you know, that, that uh, rookie could be set up for. 
Uh, you want to continue with the same guy? You have another thought? Well, I want to continue the same guy, much like, uh, you know, the Pats, the Bears have a top 10 defense. I think that's, you know, people don't think about that when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, but the ability to not have to throw the ball 45 times a game and not force the ball down late in the fourth, that's something that you, you don't want to put the pressure on your rookie quarterback all that much. The difference I think it comes down to that is while Mac Jones has a bit of a better offensive line, he doesn't have that go-to receiver. He doesn't have that guy who can bail him out, throw it up, go up, go up and, and beat the, the, the defender and come down with the ball. And Justin Fields does. And that's what you really want. All right, Nick. You want to know what the, you want to know what the difference is between that though? Then why is, um, why is um, Justin Fields QB two then? Why is Andy Dalton starting over him? Because they're, they're doing the smart move and not forcing him in. They have a competent starter that's had history of success the, in the league. That's going to start the season. And then they're going to bring him in. They're not a Super Bowl contender this year. So why force the guy if he's not ready? All right, guys, again, some great again, points. That, that so Mac Jones point. is ready that for success point, now, You don't then. want to start a guy. You don't want to force a guy to Mac start Jones if he's not ready. Up. Mac Jones might be ready, but Fields isn't, and they're not going to force him on the field if he's not ready, and I think that's smart. You know, great points, and, um, you know, that you guys bring it up, and I think that it's a, as Chris would say, it's a tough conversation because how do we measure success? You know, in many you know, aspects of life, uh, it's the uh, tortoise or, or the hare. You got to pick. You know, you're ready right now. You're going to win the race now. Or are you going to kind of ease your way in? So, um, you know, it's definitely you know a a preference um, in terms of your definition of success because one could argue success right away. Another could argue if you get yourself ready and you get into the game at a uh, proper pace, then you're set up for a better success. Um, I'm going to have to go with Nick on this one. Um, brought up some great stats, the Allen Robinson uh, stats. Um, I was reminded of that. And it got me thinking about the definition of success. And even you look at Tom Brady. Not, Tom Brady came in as question, a backup. Though. Yes, I think I just what do you mean? exemplified. I just yeah, exemplified who, 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 that who, one person can def define success as the tortoise or the hare. The hare having success right away and being ahead of the game. Or the tortoise, someone taking their time. And getting on the field, you know, even look at Mahomes or even look at Baker. They came in after the starter wasn't, you know, prepared and they had time to kind of learn the system rather than starting right away. So there's two ways you can look at success. Uh, Brady came in not right away and he's been incredibly successful and he started off as a backup. So didn't start right away. So there's different ways you can look at success. I don't and know, how you man, define the it. context and the question, um, man, but it's cool. You can pick Nick. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, Right now, I think, and, you know, we could be proven wrong today if Mac Jones goes off. Um, I just think that he's the set up for success. The question is, think it's set up for the most success? It's not. Yeah, so he's not just because, just because you're, just just because you're starting, starting, doesn't, starting doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. I'm not saying he's going to be successful. I'm saying he's – whatever. It's straight. How is he not um, set up sure for success? I, I explained sure. every, every reason why. Just because he's not starting no, but I'm saying one. The question wasn't who's starting week one is going to have the best week one. That's not the question. It's it's who's going to have the best no, long-term success in the league. It doesn't say best long-term. I said who's set up for the most success. Chris, every time you lose, you can't get your – Every time you lose, you can't get your pants. You could interpret it as week one. I interpreted it as I, – I made it very clear how I interpreted how we can future. look at success as two different levels, but I'm not going to defend it any longer. So we're going to move on, Nick. And, I'm just um, saying, it's, one it's my question, and the, it's taken out of context, obviously. All right, well, good argument there. I'm going to put myself on the couch. 
Of course, um, it was a good argument. You won, fucking. <laughs> 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 no, but it is crazy when you have to pick a winner because most of the time our arguments are like right on par with each other, and it's like, damn, who I know. Fuck do I pick? It's tough. <laughs> I think that I think really, that's, that's it. Our, the first shirts we're gonna make, we're gonna have the logo, and then it's gonna say tough. it's tough. Yeah, I, I wonder tough. if that's trademark. Should I trademark it's tough? <laughs> you, you probably should. You should trademark it's tough. It might not be trademark. It actually <laughs> yeah, probably I, is. No, it probably isn't. Like, you know, LeBron tried to trademark Taco Tuesday, unsuccessful, but. <laughs> um but you know we we got to do uh it's tough all right we got to move on here so nick uh yeah so i am up um and i'm going with uh who is your or i'm going with um what are your super bowl predictions and I'll add a little twist to this, and I'll ask uh, just at the end of your argument, throw in a couple sleepers, sleeper prediction that probably don't have long shots, but I don't know. It could be fun. I, I got something to throw in before we go into this. If you just say whoever, if you just say Bucks, Chiefs, like you could you say, say that. If, that that's your, no, no, no. But I'm saying if if you say that, and somebody else throws out some sleeper that's actually good, and I'm the moderator, I'm picking the other person i'm just putting that out there all right let, let's just <laughs> if you just talk about if you just talk about the bucks and chiefs for the whole minute then you automatically lose i want to hear what uh, chris <laughs> has to say on this one so i'm putting him on the couch again uh what are your super bowl predictions i'm gonna go first um and i am going to go chalk on you ready man if you pick my um if, if you yeah, pick my so... sleeper if you pick my sleeper i'm driving to pennsylvania and i'm gonna now I'm gonna fuck you up. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Bring people with me. Uh, here we go. And your minute starts now. <laughs> it's gonna be a great game between the um, Chiefs and the Titans, and the Chiefs are gonna win out, and they're gonna go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. From the NFC, it's gonna be another good game versus the Bucks and the Los Angeles Rams. But the Los wow. Angeles Rams are going to win that game on the last second field goal. It's going to take them to the Super Bowl, in which they are going to win with Matthew Stafford. Wow. High score, 21 to 27. Uh, I think this is a this great morning. take because they have a fantastic <laughs> offensive line, top 10 offensive line. They have hey, good Nick, I want that stuff. Sonny Michelle and uh, Henderson, and they have <laughs> two that fantastic receivers, underrated receivers in Robert Woods. And, oh, Matt Stafford, who's never really had a competent receiver since uh, Calvin Johnson, and now he's coming into the league and he's getting a legit – or now he's coming to, into the team, rather, and has getting a legit one-two punch in those two guys. Plus, he's got very good running game. Sean McVay, one of the best coaches, I think, in the league. All right. I Nick. think they win the Super Bowl this year, and they beat the Chiefs. Although it could go either way, but that's the Super Bowl matchup. Wow, that's that's quite a pick. We, we know Sean McVay uh, is the wonderkind of the league. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think the Rams could beat the Bucks or the Chiefs. So, well, Chris, you're coming in here now at your minute, and a minute starts now. Predictions? Obviously, I'm not going to talk about it for the whole time, but obviously, like I said, it's chalk. It's Bucks chiefs is going to be the Super Bowl, but I'm going to talk about a different scenario, like because obviously injuries happen and all this other shit. But I think the team that could that could fight for the Super Bowl that you didn't even mention, Nick, I think Cleveland could fight for the Super Bowl. I think Cleveland is loaded this year. Oh, boy. I think 
OBJ is coming back. They have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They have Jarvis Landry on the other side of OBJ. Their defense is loaded. They brought in Jadon Clowney. Obviously, obviously injuries. I think Baker is going to take the next step this season, and I I think they're coming, man. I think the Browns are going to be ready. I they, um they get Grant Delpit back this season, who was their number one pick two years ago. Take me, take as fast as you can. He was supposed to be a first-round pick. Then he, some bullshit happened, and they got him in, like, the second round or the end of the first round. But I think, um, like I said, I think the Browns are coming. I think, wow. I think they're going to come out of All right, Chris, I, I think that's, they're gonna come out of the AFC. And I think, obviously, they're going to play the Bucs in the Super Bowl. And I think I think the Bucs will win again, though. Wait, you think, wait so you're saying, <laughs> he's saying Bucs uh, who? Bucks. Bucks browns Bucs-Browns. Wow. Uh, really great pick there, Chris, because Nick knows a couple years back, I picked Baker to be the MVP and I made a shady trade uh, for um, I gave away Kittle to get Baker thinking Baker was going to have a year and he kind of had a lackluster year. So I like that pick a lot. That was a year Kittle blew up. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But um, no one's mentioning, no one's mentioning the, uh, you know, the, the men at at the wall, the watch, no one's mentioning the bills. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) no one's mentioning them. But uh, anyway, right, Nick, it's just uh, your time, man. We need our 30 <laughs> second rebuttals here, man. The, the bill, get the fuck the out men, of here. Nick, the man at the wall, the watch. Uh, so, Nick, uh, any rebuttal for the 30 seconds? Are you sticking with that uh, chalk? Sticking with chalk. I do like the. Um, um, How's that chalk? He put the Rams in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he mentioned I it as chalk. I do, I do like the Browns, but it's going to come down to Baker choking. I don't think he's got it in the paint. <laughs> Winner, sorry, maybe in college, but not in the. Big but what about Matt Stafford? Matt, Matt Stafford, Stafford has never had a very good defense. He's always been on a shitty team. And if we go back to your argument with the other question, Chris, bad organization, ruin a quarterback. He was on a bad organization, arguably the worst in the league. Okay, so um, the Rams just keep getting older, man. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> Every year they get gonna, older. All right, whoa, 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 uh, Chris, got to give Nick got his minute. Left in the Thirty tank. seconds. I like the Rams, and I like the Chiefs reloading with a better offensive line. Uh, and I, I, um, I, I think that a lot, everybody's coming back. You know, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a better year this year. That defense looks even better. I think they're just loading up. And I, uh, I, I like the Titans on in the AFC as a dark horse. I like the Rams as a dark horse. Bucks could be back, but I'm going Rams. All right, all right, Nick. Uh, Chris, so do, uh, any so other rebuttal put- comments? So, so do you want to put money on that, that the, the Rams won't go to the Super Bowl? All right, the money is, is <laughs> off the show, but 30 seconds, Chris. All right, but um, nah. I mean, if he's going to use that Baker argument that Baker's going to choke, Matt Stafford is going to choke too. Matt Stafford <laughs> is not it, bro. Matt Stafford is fucking garbage. He's the not Lions garbage. What are you talking about, the dude? The Lions would have been competitive at least fucking one season recently. You're out of your mind, good. bro. He's got like Matt, four, Matt, four thousand yard seasons. You're out of yeah, your mind. Yeah, in fucking garbage time, I, 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 I saw a stat. I saw someone predicting he was going to have over six thousand yards this year. Stafford. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Matt <laughs> Stafford. He's strong, bro. Money bro. on the line. You're picking he's Matt strong. Stafford. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Picking, I'm picking. I'm picking Iguodala. Eight, I'm eight out of his like, yeah, eight, yeah, eight out, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what that's on. That's going to be on par with that. I'm picking Iguodala to eight take the shot. 12, <laughs> eight out, listen, eight out of his twelve years, he has thrown over four thousand yards passing. 
Eight out of 12 okay. years. Okay. He's, not, he's not a scrub. He's never had a good defense. He's never had a lot of very good weapons since Calvin and Johnson. And he's going to beat Tom Brady ago. in the biggest game of his life. Yeah. That's what you're Father saying. Father time, time. Time to collect. Time to Did you? Oh, so, you, so you, must have missed, you must have missed the game on, on Thursday night, I guess. In early season. You're talking about Father Time. It's beautiful you outside. Have, uh, really nice in Tampa. Yeah. yeah n- All right, a- Nick, uh, uh, he's getting his AARP check in the mail. I'm, I'm sure the weather's the same. Yeah, he's getting, the weather, he's getting the his AARP check in the mail. And he's getting a Listen, ring. The next all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, I got I to gotta pick a winner here. So, um, uh, great conversation. Matt Stafford. Great back and I don't, forth. I don't even care who you pick. I just, great I just back wanna, and forth. Matt Stafford is not but, going Why are you talking like he's football. shitty, man? He's good. So He's, he's trash. He's never had <laughs> Cooper Cup and Robert so, Woods, dude. Give me a little Cooper is, Cup. Who are, the, who okay, are they? Oh, is, my God. Thousand-yard receivers every single year. Two of them on the same team. Okay. All right, all right, boys. So I'm gonna he have to pick a winner Kenny here. Galladay and fucking Marvin Jones Galladay sucks, dude. I'm gonna have to mute these shit. guys. So moving on here, um, really heated argument. Uh, I love the I love the picks. Both of them, uh, both of you guys came with picks I wasn't expecting. Nick with the Stafford, Chris with the Baker. Um, I am gonna have to go with. Uh, with Chris on this one, uh, I, I think Baker uh, could have a, a good year. And I think they're, and I think they're a little loaded. I, I when, and he said loaded, I Yo. I've always been kind of a fan of the Browns guys. And I think OBJ is going to have a, uh, he's going to be the comeback player of the year. Um, he's going to have a great year. All I got to say is in Madden last year, I, so, like sometimes I would <laughs> why, do, why are you like, talking about Madden? Actually, hold on. Even for the last couple of years, if I, I would, I would sim a season, let's say, or I might sim two seasons, get some free agents in. And always in the second season, especially last year, the Browns would win the Super Bowl. I know it doesn't fucking matter, but they're loaded. And I think <laughs> he's, bringing in, he's bringing in Madden simulation right now. <laughs> all right. All right, Chris. Hey, I, already, I already won, so I can bring it up. <laughs> all right. All right. Chris, you got to pick the next question. Matt Stafford's fucking trash. <laughs> hey, I got I got Stafford in your league, Chris. I had to be on auto pick. I was on a plane. I got Stafford. Six thousand yards. Six thousand yards. Put yeah, put that on the board, man. <laughs> I'm not putting it on put, the board, put, man. Put, put Matt Stafford is going to the Super Bowl on the board. Put that on the board. All right, Nick's making fantasy <laughs> moves right now, Chris. Let's this get is it going bullshit, here, man. man. Let's get it going here, it's man. Always, look, I told you, know, I told you this a while ago. Nick makes fantasy moves instead of like I don't know what else he does in his life, but like yeah, when we're up, I like, know, maybe I know. A TV show at night. Nick's making some crazy yeah, fantasy yeah. moves. We're, we're in the middle of a podcast. A long... I get an update. He's dropping guys. Let's go here. Let's get <laughs> it'll be it'll it'll be it'll be way. Nick probably sets his alarm for when the waivers. Clear. Oh yeah, yeah. Two a.m. Nick's like this. Okay, fucking two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Allison's probably like, "What do. the fuck is your alarm going off for?" It's two o'clock in the morning. Nick's on his phone, like <laughs> dropping guys. He gets the Shefty update. <laughs> All right, let's go here. I can't even put myself on the couch here because I already used it. And Nick and Matt picked Nick in the fucking upset. So what is it? Two. I have two. You have Nick two. Has two. Nick has two. I've got none. But you got none. So what we got two questions left? 
Yeah. So I thought you had. No, you didn't have one. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So the questions <laughs> left are: Who has the biggest NBA offseason addition, and who is your pick to have a breakout season this year in the NFL? And I'm. And it sucks because huh. if Nick wins this, he wins the show. And I'd have to pick – it'll hurt me dearly to pick Nick to win. <laughs> you always got another guy you can pick. Yeah, but you have to fucking give me something to pick yeah, you. Yeah, let's you go. Can't, you can't just come out here and let Nick keep punching you. And he, you know what I'm saying? You're, like, ducking back like Floyd and being nervous. And let's go here. It's week one. Let's back. go. Nervous? <laughs> I'm talking about Matt. Yeah, what are you little there? What are you what, what are you rushing for? You're on the couch, man. Relax. Week one doesn't start for another hour and a half. I got Relax. a date with we'll Stefania, all right. right? Fuck, I want to talk about both of these though. So I'm gonna pick my own question that I just made up now. And I'm gonna pick who do I hate more? Nick Madden or all Matt right, Madden? Let, let, let's and, go. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm gonna let you guys talk about who is your pick to have a breakout season this year in the NFL. And I'm going to let Nick go first to give Matt a little time to maybe study <laughs> this up so he can give me something so I can pick him. Please, I don't want Your minute starts now. Wait, so it's who's going to have a breakout season? Uh, who's going to have a breakout? All right, I'll let you get ready. I'm not gonna, I won't start your minute. Is it a person or is it a team? Whose question was that? That was mine. Who's your pick? Uh, player, player. Okay. Just single player? Yes. All right, so so now that's clear, I, I'm going to give you like a five seconds to set yourself up since you didn't know if it was player okay. or team. Yeah, I'm, okay. You ready? Yeah. All right, your minute starts now. Corey fucking Davis. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Najee Harris. I'm going with Najee Harris. I was like, Gabe. I was like, Gabe. You gave you gave Matt the fucking win already. Uh, Najee Harris. I'm gonna go with simply because um, they need some running back help there uh, in a very good offense uh, in uh, Pittsburgh. Yes, they throw the ball a lot, but this guy was great in college. You know, he's good catching the ball at the backfield. He's a nice zone you know, runner. I think that they have the easiest strength of schedule according to Pro Football Focus in terms of against run defenses um i think he eats i think he eats early and often i think he gets at least 20 18 to 20 carries a game and another he adds another three to four catches so i think you're looking at a guy who could have very easily double digit touchdowns and over 1500 yards in his rookie year and he could push to be the rookie of the year this year uh him and i think waddle is up there in contention for it as well um among the other quarterbacks as well. But I just really think that Najee Harris, the, the, the Mac pick and cheese, man, ending up in Pittsburgh, the way that they've been able to develop very good running backs over the years. And all get, right. All right. Wrap it up. Um, production. I mean, they had Rashard Mendenhall. All right. Whoa. whoa. All right. Well, all right. That's it. You're done. You're done. Now, once you mention Rashard Mendenhall, it's done. You all right, Nick. Who? I, lo- I love this. All right. Let's, let's go. I, let's go here. Personally. Personally, I, I love the Steelers because the Pats always beat them in the, when it counted. So they gave it, we won three AFC championships against them. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so no, that was a good pick. That was kind of, that was kind of chalk uh, because people are they're talking about him breaking out. It, I don't know. I feel like I want to hear more in, in your 30 seconds. I, 
I want to know if there's like a player that's been in the league that's maybe under the radar that is going to break out. Like not just a rookie, because any rookie can have a great season and that's considered a breakout year. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I loved. I'm not saying that's going to take away from anything I picked because I did love your argument because he is set up for success in Pittsburgh and he should have a great season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, all right. So Matt, your minute's going to start now. Obviously, if you go with a rookie, it is what it is. Just give me a good argument, please. I'm begging. I am you. I absolutely. I am absolutely going with a rookie that, in my opinion, is going to finish in the top three tight ends this year, and his name is Kyle Pitts. This guy is a force to be reckoned with. He's got Matty Ice. He is set up to be a phenomenal blocker, which he already is. Trash. And Matty then, is trash. please don't say Matty Ice is trash. He had. Uh, don't go there. But. It is Kyle Pitts. The guy was a force to be reckoned with in 2020. 12 touchdowns, 770 yards in college. Fantastic, okay? Let me tell you that this guy is going to truck through guys. He looks like a mixture of Gronk and and, and Waller. I'm going to say it. Gronk and Waller. The guy is going to be up there in receiving yards this year. He's going to finish number three in overall for, for tight ends in, in, in yards, touchdowns, fantasy, whatever you want to call it. He's going to be number three. You heard it here. He's going to go Kelsey Kittle Pitts, and he's going to be the rookie of the year. This guy is an automatic catch. Okay. He can tear it up this year and he's set up with a great quarterback and he's set up with other wide receivers that can uh, vary the targets. He's going to be targeted often and heavily and in the red zone. All right. All right. That's, that's good. But, um, by the way, you said three. Did you see how Grant played on Thursday? I, I think heard, he might be you, back. Man. You heard what I said. Put you that on the board, Nick. Kyle Pitts will finish third in tight ends. You heard it. I, I like I like those I like those arguments. Absolutely, you guys breakout. both. You guys both kind of argued the same thing because it's a rookie setup. Now, for your thirty seconds, can I get somebody else? that's been in the league because it's pretty tied up right now. I'm going to say you guys both gave me a good argument and kind of argued the same thing for different players. So I want to, I want a player that's in the league, right? Like that's been in the league for whether it's two years, even one year that you think is going to come in this season and have their best season break out. So Nick, your 30 seconds starts now. Yeah, it's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has a chance to be a top five fantasy running back this year, an overall top 10 NFL running back this year. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, he's gone. um, He's at the Bucs now. And so it opens him up. There's literally no competition there. You're bringing back Joe Burrow, who was lightening up prior to the injury. He's going to get all that passing down work. He's already caught. Yeah, last year he caught like 25 balls. It's gonna. I think it's gonna double this year. It's gonna be around 50 catches this year. Um, I think that the offensive line is slowly improving. Um, so that's gonna be a bit of an issue. But the fact that they're gonna be able to dink and dunk down the field and really pass the ball very well, it's gonna open up the run game a little bit. And I just think that he's such a such a very good player, such a great talent. You know, going in the same draft as Dalvin Cook, he's got a lot to prove this year. He just got the extension. And I think all right, all right, all right, more all right. talented backs in the league. He's going to have a breakout year. Right. All right. So, Matt, I'll, obviously, I'll give you a little extra there since I let Nick yeah, no get a problem. little extra because I want him to, I want him to finish. Um, I, I'm, and then after you go, I'm going to say who I think might break out this season because I don't, yeah, I don't, don't want to. Don't say it yet. Don't say it yet. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't want him to be. I don't want it to end up being like the same guy that you might say by accident. So, all right, um, so all right, Matt, you ready to go? Start. Your, I am absolutely your, like, ready. Forty-five seconds. I got a triple name for you. His name is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. This guy is going to have an absolute breakout year. He was drafted high in fantasy for a reason. Okay, he dealt with some issues last year. I believe he was injured for a little bit of time, but as Nick mentioned in another question, they're reloading with a good offensive line in Kansas City. He's the guy there, um, and I think that he's going to get a lot of carries, and he's going to average <clears throat> hopefully over five yards per carry. Um, this guy is going to be targeted a lot um, and given handoffs uh, in the red zone. Yes, we know that Mahomes likes to dish it to Kelsey, and he has some good wide receivers, but this guy is going to eat, okay? And this guy is going to be, I think, arguably in the top five to ten running backs. I don't want to say top five, but I think he's going to have a, a better season than anyone expected because I think large part due to the better offensive line in Kansas city. And I think a lot of people are overlooking him this year. All right. I, I like that. I fucking hate him because I picked him in fantasy last year and he fucking sucked. But um, I like the Joe Mixon pick too. I like that. Now I'm in this tough situation where I got to oh. fucking pick one of you guys to win. It's always some bullshit. And now if I fucking, if I pick, if I pick Matt, I look like I'm picking against Nick. To get the to get the um, show going, um, for my benefit, but um, I want to before I go to my winner, I'm just gonna say I think Jacoby Myers might have a breakout season. I think he was once Edelman got hurt last year, he was getting seven catches and over a hundred yards pretty much every game. Um, I think he might. I'm not I, like this. It's a homer pick, but I I didn't know if you might have went into that because I know I know I talk about him a lot. But I think he's gonna have a good, a good um season. But um, now I gotta pick a winner. Somebody's gotta have a good season if 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 uh, Mac and Cheese is gonna throw four thousand yards like everybody says. Oh, he's gonna throw four thousand yards. But Johnu Smith is gonna Mac be and Cheese. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Four thousand yards. <laughs> Mac and Cheese, man. Play full season. Who's Mac he gonna throw to? Season. <laughs> Hunter Henry, that. man, until he gets hurt week two. Then, then, then how are they not going to be top in. five fantasy options? It just doesn't line up. It doesn't line up. Because <laughs> the, the experts aren't always the experts, man. you got to actually watch these games, man. The experts don't watch every single snap, every single game, and know who the fuck they're talking about. They just want to talk about these big names all the time. All right, Chris, we going to pick a winner? <sighs> it's a tie, man. No, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's so fucking I could literally pick either one of you right now and feel OK with it. All right, you guys got to do rock, paper, scissors right now. <laughs> what do you mean? I suck at that. I always lose. <laughs> I just fucked because you guys both gave me a player I didn't even think of, and it's like a good situation for them to go off. But I think based off of that, like the situation that it could actually happen, I think I got to go with I think I got to go with Matt because Car Carlos Hilaire is in a better situation to actually have the breakout season, whereas Joe Mixon is going to depend on Joe Burrow. You know Clyde, what I'm saying? Joe Burrow's success and how the... Yeah, Clyde. Clyde Edwards. 
whatever the fuck his name is. You better know his name. <laughs> you think he's going to be better than Mixon because he's not going to be better than Mixon. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to be better than Mixon. I'm not over. If Mixon was on the Chiefs, he would be better than C. What is it? C E H. He would be better than him in that situation. But I'm saying because of the situation that he's in, there's going to be literally no pressure on Edwards Hilaire. And it's going to be possible that he has a good breakout season is what I'm trying to say. And that's what I'm going with because you guys both gave me fucking great information. And I'm going to go with what I think is more likely to happen in my reasoning of who I'm picking. That's all I'm saying. All right. So I, I won here and, you know, I, I haven't actually had an opportunity to put myself on the couch, but this will put, you know, us in a position where if I win, we could be tied. And if whoever I put on the couch, um, if I lose, they're the winner. So I think the best move here is to put both you guys on the couch. So whoever wins, wins the show instead of having me on the couch and then whoever beats me wins the show. So it's between the two guys who have two right now. Um, Cause you know, it's week one. We're trying to get to watch some football this week. So um, Chris, I don't even think Annette, we have an overtime question. Have a seat anyway. on the couch. The question is who had the biggest NBA offseason addition? Um, and um, Nick, have a seat on the couch. I'll, I'll let you go first here. Um, and uh, are you all set, Nick? You ready for the question? You need a second? Uh, yeah, let me let me choose someone real quick. All right, I got it. Yeah, sure. All right, so your minute I'll starts now. Like, damn, you're letting this dude get 40 seconds to fucking pick and shit. <laughs> I think the biggest ad has got to be Russell Westbrook going to the um, going to the LA Lakers. I think that you know that I just think that he's going to pair up very nicely with you know pick and rolls AD, uh, and I think that his skill set is going to lend very well to the way that they play. Um, I'm excited to see the three of them play together. I think it's really going to, um, they were missing somebody that could really run the offense, true point guard. And that is Russell Westbrook, who's one of the more underrated point guards in, I'd say the history of the league. Um, and so now he's joining one of the best players of all time and one of the best. He wears fucking dresses. So I just think that that's going to, you know, push them forward into the, you know, the next here to actually be competitors coming out of the West. Uh, I think LeBron's reloaded and I really like that pickup and I'm going with Russell Westbrook. Great pick, Nick, you know, as a Houston fan, I'm a big fan of Russ. And um, although he didn't get it done, uh, you know, Houston, it was really uh, great to watch him play uh, for my team and he d- brings such energy. Um, and he, you know, quite honestly, is probably the most explosive person towards the rim um, I've seen at least in person in my life. So, Chris, do you have another pick uh, for who had the biggest uh, NBA offseason addition to their team for this coming uh, NBA season? Obviously, obviously, Nick went with the the biggest name addition, I think, and that's Russell Westbrook to the to the Lakers, obviously. But I think going on some like lesser moves for some of like the teams you don't really like think about. Like, I think the the Knicks getting Kemba Walker is a great move because. Obviously, it takes it takes away from the Celtics. Now, the Celtics don't really have a true point guard. And the Knicks now have Kemba Walker, who was an all-star if he stays healthy. Um, and I think – and honestly, you know what one of my favorite moves is, though? I think Rondo back to the Lakers is a good move, too. And I, I just think he was so big in their, in their title a couple years ago. 
I think it took a lot. Um, you love Rondo. They got Westbrook too. Dude, Rondo in the playoffs is it's something else, man. But but like I said, I'm gonna go back Kemba Walker to the Knicks because it gives them a true point guard. Obviously, they had Derrick Rose last season, but Derrick Rose is a obviously a bench guy now. And I think now All they right, have Chris. somebody coming in there Good that they points. can start that's not that's not Alfred Payton this season. And they now Kemba could start instead of Alfred yeah. Payton. That's all. It is, a, it is a great point, Chris, because now, you know, uh, I think Derrick Rose stepped up and played a role that he, um, no one expected him to be able to play uh, at his age and the point in his career. And, and I think that he did it well. And now he's able to, I think, fulfill it even better uh, as, as a sixth man. Um, Takes so, pressure off him and, yeah. and Julius Randle. So, Nick, do you want to uh, go a little uh, deeper on uh, Russell Westbrook and what he brings in terms of his uh, automatic sort of triple-double uh, or, you know, his assist capability and if that will work or kind of um, take pressure off LeBron? Or what are your thoughts on that? So, surprise, Chris didn't go with Evan Fournier. <laughs> Fucking trash. He's trash, dude. Uh, no, I just think He looks that... great in 2K. Uh, I mean, if, if, I stick, if I stick with the, the Lakers – I really like the Malik Monk pickup. I think there's a young player that showed a lot of promise. Uh, he's, he's starting to peak last year, and I think that's going to allow good de- depth. Um, he's a bit versatile. He can play in the uh, front court or the back court. Um, All right, Nick, that's 30 seconds. Got to keep it tight. You brought up Monk. Um, Got to keep it tight here. Uh, we are on a clock here. Chris, um, any uh, any other uh, additions to, to your list of kind of pickups um, that you'd mentioned other than uh, Kemba coming home and the uh, re-edition, I should say, of uh, Rondo? Here, I got, I got one. DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls. Hmm. I think that gives them another piece to go along with Zach Levine. Nice pick. I think. And, I, and, an, and, another one, and another one I like is Kyle Lowry to the Heat. I oh, think yeah, Kyle Lowry nice going to the Heat gives gives them another another piece because they they were just in the finals a couple of years ago. I just wanted to throw those two out there. I know the thirty seconds isn't that long. No, that's great. You got to yeah, that's that that's great. Um, that that some someone I didn't really think about in that moment was uh, Lowry and a conversation for another day. I think we should bring to the show is if Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer um, for what he did for the Toronto Raptors franchise. Um, but I think he probably will. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, this is a, a derailment a little bit, but he's on you know top five in a lot of different categories, plus bringing them a chip. So that'll be a nice combo for another day. Um, but great, great points. I mean, both you guys bringing up guys I, I didn't think about. Um, obviously, you know, both with the chalk initially with uh, the Kemba and the Westbrook. Chris, um, Nick brings up Monk. Chris with the Rondo. Um, you know, absolutely phenomenal points. And I think um, this year is going to be a really great year in the NBA. Um, you know, I'm excited and, uh, you know, we, there are some guys that are coming Zion, Ja, it's going to be a nice, uh, competitive year. Um, and I don't know Dude, if the finals are going to be chalk. They will be, I think it's, <laughs> it, they will be, yeah, they're a little tired. Um, but, um, some bums out there this time. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think, and Chris, I think you'll like this, but last year taught me something uh, about, about the vets even more in Brady. Uh, you cannot count out Brady ever. Um, and people are counting out LeBron. And I think that that's a mistake. And I think like Nick said, he's reloaded and he's ready to go. And uh, I, I, I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Nick on, on this one. I'm going to have to go with Westbrook, the chalk, the, the winner from last season is going to take a, a first week kind of, kind of loss here, but you know, he did win the chip last year. So um, 
but uh, Nick came with a little bit of the upset against the champion, uh, going with chalk. But I think this oh, was a great. He this got was to go a great. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, that, that happened little... to me this week. I, hey, I think this hey, was a great comeback week, guys. Brothers, brotherly love. I think this was a great <laughs> comeback week. I think this is a great episode. I mean, great conversations. I think we got a nice NBA uh, towards the end. Uh, Bye, mainly today's a football day. Um, but I'm feeling good about this season, guys. I think we're coming loaded, locked, and ready. Each one of us got a win this week, which I'm happy about. I, I at least got a win on a topic. Um, so, uh, Chris, uh, congrats to Nick. And, Chris, you want to uh, roll us through with some of our shout-outs and our uh, yeah, social media plugs? First off, yeah, first off, I'm going to say fuck you for picking Nick right there because that was disrespectful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I knew I wasn't going to win. I knew I was – I'm in for it the whole season because I'm going to have to say some – crazy shit to get picked because you guys are already looking to pick against me. Yeah, you gotta have to bring in some Iguadala. I'm gonna have to bring I'm gonna have to maybe have to bring some guests on to bring some find some ex NBA player or something to come in here and be on my (laughs) side during let's get Ben Wallace on the show. Yeah yeah all famer all famer (laughs) that guy is a hall of famer y'all sick uh he's got a criteria to get in the end listen if he's a hall of famer NBA hall of fame you know, we should talk about what, you know what we should Lowry's talk about next show? What would the NBA look like if Melo got drafted by Detroit? <laughs> Melo would have uh, championships, I think. Melo would have two. like four championships. <laughs> Yo, get Melo a ring. Let's go. Oh, we didn't even talk about Melo to the Lakers either, man. That was a I big know. addition. That was a big addition. Melo. All right. All right, Chris. Sorry, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still upset. That'd be you. I went with Kyle Lowry and DeRozan, and you went chalk, but it's cool. I'll remember this for next week. Hey, I'm a Rockets but, uh, man. I had yeah. to go chalk. Westbrook was on the Rockets, man. Was... What's... And he left you because you guys suck. That's... <laughs> We're coming. We are coming. We got the rookie of the year this year. No, you don't. You got... Who do you have? You guys want to bet? You guys get Cunningham? You want to bet? You guys get Cunningham? You'll you know, see. I'm not bet. I don't want to take. I don't want to take any more of your money. But we'll get out of this. Follow us on social social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever else we're on. We're on the Simple Cast, Simple Simple Couch Podcast, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Simple Cast. We're on. Um, we're back, we're guys. On, we are back. Uh, Apple. We're on Apple. We're back. Um, we're not. I don't want to take another hiatus because. We missed a lot of stuff. We should have been talking about this NBA shit. Well, we, you know, we thought everyone needs a va- everyone needs a vacation. Everyone needs a break. But we're back. I'm not saying we got ready to go week. for football season. All right. I'm I'm gonna enjoy picking picking on Matt all season. Shout out to uh, Mike Madden because I know he's probably gonna be the only person that still listens to us after this hiatus. What about yeah, Greg Horn? Like, Greg Horn guys. too. Fuck Greg Horn. Ohio State. <laughs> Yo, Ohio fuck Ohio State. State. Fuck Ohio State. <laughs> hey. And and uh, for the fantasy league, have a good year. Speaking, this year. speaking of Greg Horn, speaking of Greg Horn, go Panthers, go Panthers, Yo, go let's Steelers, go, Jets, go Packs, let's go, Jets.